When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Not all that glitters is gold. Half the story has never been told. Because righteousness governs the world. Come take a musical journey. From the suburbs of Long Island to the ghettos of Kingston. A heartbreaking overdose. A disturbing discovery. The last chance to redeem a stolen legacy. Broadcasting live and direct from the rolling red hills on the outskirts of Kingston, Jamaica from a magical place at the intersection of words, sound, and power. The red light is on. Your dial is set. The frequency in tune to the Rootsland podcast. Stories that are music to your ears. In the reggae anthem Get Up Stand Up, the whalers sing, not all that glitters is gold. Half the story has never been told. My friend Brian always dreamed he could make the world a better place. Maybe by me telling his story, he still can. Consequence Podcast Network presents Rootsland, Season 1, Reggae Junkie Joe. Whole barrage of righteous people out there. Because sometimes the story is the best song. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. 
Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Uh, first off, thank you so much for making your way here, checking out this series. Hopefully you dig what you hear enough to hit that subscribe button. Uh, I put out three new interviews every single week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, maybe discover some new ones, at least know what's happening in the music world. Of course, you can uh, subscribe anywhere you get your favorite podcast from, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or YouTube, where you'll also find the video version of this interview and all of our interviews as well. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, I have the honor of talking to the one and only Sammy Hagar. He's got a brand new record called Lockdown 2020, along with his bandmates in the circle that include uh, former Van Halen bandmate Michael Anthony, as well as Jason Bonham, son of John and Vic Johnson, as they run through covers of their heroes, peers, and his own Van Halen catalog. In fact, they're, they're covering folks uh, like David Bowie, Buffalo Springfield, Bob Marley, and he's going to actually tell us about uh, covering The Who's Won't Get Fooled Again, a song very famous for uh, uh, one of the best screams of all time, right? And Hagar, he doesn't have a bad scream on him himself. In fact, he, he even shows it off in this interview. So we're going to get into that. As far as uh, writing uh, vocal parts go, I, I did ask him if he regrets writing any parts in his past. And he says, absolutely. And he'll talk about Van Halen's dreams. And on the subject of other Van Halen tracks, they also re-record or cover, however you look at that, uh, the classic Right Now on this new Lockdown 2020 record. I want to talk about how that still speaks to today's environment. And he's also going to talk about some Van Halen stuff. Of course, the passing of Eddie Van Halen last year. Uh, they were sharing music. Sammy's going to talk about uh, sharing music during the guitarist's final months. Uh, the talks about a possible reunion that they were having and a willingness to be part of a future tribute show if it were to happen. It's such a fun interview. Let's get into it. Kyle Meredith with Sammy Hagar. How are you? Calling me Good sir goodness. already. What are you? T- <laughs> You're starting off on the wrong foot, Kyle. <laughs> it's it's the Midwest thing. You know, I've got the, it's the Midwest. That's what I'll blame it on right now. I am an elder. Okay, I'll accept being sir now. All right. Uh, it's good to be here. This record, this album, this collection, whatever you want to call it, Lockdown 2020, is such a fun and unexpected listen, I guess. I mean, this has got to be a very different record for you. How different does this feel? This feels like an entirely different record than anything you've ever done. Well, it really is. And, and it's so cool to be able to have discovered my iPhone, all of us, and be able to make a frigging record with a video on, on iPhones. You know, normally you go in the studio for months, you slave, and you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, what I always have anyway. And, uh, and that's even before you shoot any videos. We got it all done at once. And it's like, you know, it's interesting sounding. I think it sounds interesting because what the little speaker on an iPhone, you know, you're playing a bass to that. Michael Anthony's playing loud in a room and just recording it on the freaking, uh, you know, on the micro. I'm holding the damn microphone selfie 
and singing right into it with my iPhones and, you know, listening to the rest of the band. So it's isolated. And then we give all them parts and my guy just mixes it. Boom. Okay, you're done. It's like, it was a blast. And especially that I only had to sing a song, I'd sing it three times. That's the way I did my part. I'd, they had the music, I would sing it three times and I'd send it to my guy and say, pick the best one. In the studio, I'd be in there three days slaving, you know, like whipping me. Yeah, one note's off a little bit. You know, we didn't give a fuck about that kind of stuff. And I think that's the magic of the record. It's so damn real and so much fun. And we had nothing to prove, not trying to sell records. We didn't even know we was gonna make a record. We just decided to do it. I mean, you got 11 songs. Fuck it, we got a record. And, you know, anyway, it's fun. It was really, a really fun, unexpected project. And, and, and for the folks who don't know, I mean, this basically is a covers record. I mean, you, of course, you're using some of your originals, kind of doing the re-recording of them. Is it different covering people you know versus people that you don't? Like, is it different covering your peers? Well, when you pick on somebody like Little Richard, you're going to sing a Little Richard song, my favorite vocalist of all time. I think he was the baddest rock and roll singer ever. Uh, I wish he would have made more records, but Bon Scott, you know, ACDC song, a whole lot of Rosie. I wasn't scared because we were just doing something for free, saying it doesn't matter. It's going to be on my Instagram post, but it blew up kind of more than we expected. And yeah, I, I get nervous, you know, saying when when Jason Bonham said, let's do fucking whole lot of Rosie, I'm going, are you crazy? <laughs> like, man, dude, you know, we've played it in Cabo before when we jam, but to say, yeah, I'm going to bite that off. Yeah, I got to say, it, it, it's, it's uh, you know, makes me suck it up and try a little harder and not just like Three Little Birds is so unique. I'd never sang a song like that before. So, you know, singing a Bob Marley song was fun. I wasn't scared, you know, I wasn't or anything. But when you start pumping out a whole lot of Rosie, man, you know, it's like, <laughs> woo, I had to really suck it up and, and scream. And I loved it, you know, when it was done, I had goosebumps, you know, so I'm going, all right. <laughs> well, I mean, this is speaking of screamings, right? You know, from the beginning there, we hear you guys do Won't Get Fooled Again. Now, I saw the track list before I heard it, and I thought, oh, man, that's got to take balls because you're talking about one of the greatest screams of all time. Now, you guys only do a two-minute version of this, but you start out with a scream, and is that intimidating? No, I'm a screamer. I can scream. I, I grew up on James Brown. I did, I'm not – James Brown and Wilson Pickett were my first – kind of thing i want to sing like that you know and then i start hearing paul rogers and 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 rod stewart and I say, oh no i want to sing like that mix there oh i want to sing like that you know i mean i'm i'm the same age as all these guys but i just started i started late but i was you know wanting to sing like james brown. i was singing james brown song in a band called the justice brothers we were soul band and i was always screaming you know hey wow yeah oh hell yeah i can do it anytime now watch the maid's gonna come running in here going are you okay <laughs> I've already got my money's worth right now. That, that was it. I'll, I'll buy the ticket. They take the ride. <laughs> no, I, I can scream. So that the scream I wasn't afraid of. Uh, it's remembering somebody else's lyrics that are really hard. I got to tell you, because I don't I can't just sit and read lyrics. So I had to study a little bit because I know the song, but I don't know every word, you know, mm -hmm. like put uh, what was that song? Put on my something and smile at the sky. I thought he was saying put on my no, get all my papers or put on my peepers. That's what I was always singing, but it's something else. I don't even remember what it is. Now, you know. It's a, I'd always wondered, you know, Roger Daltrey, I, I think now is like, I wonder now he ever regretted writing, you know, having to do that in the microphone because it's so expected. And it doesn't sound like you, I mean, have you written any vocal parts back then? And, you know, when you've got the, the freedom of youth where you don't care that now you're going, okay, all right, here we go again. 
Dreams, Van Halen song, Dreams. That is the highest song ever. Uh, I, I can't even I can't even sing that way. I mean, I can't. I, even back then, I had to cheat when we did it live. And now we tune down a whole step. And I and I really, you know, I do a slow version of it where I, I, we've, we've even changed the key in order to do it because it's such a great song. I love singing it. I love that song. But yeah, I, I, I don't know what I was thinking, man. When I walked in that studio that day and Mick Jones says, what about this little piece? He was producing us, the guy from Foreigner. And he said, what about this little piano thing Eddie's got, you know, and uh, the little synth part. And I said, yeah, that's cool. Let me just see how I can sing to it. And I start singing, and I'm going, wow, I can hit those notes. And Mick's going, holy shit, you know? And we did it. I wrote, started writing the lyrics and just did it. And then I'm going, whoa, every time I tried to sing it live, it, 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 it's a song you don't sing backstage. You get on stage, 18,000 people screaming. You're all fired up. Then you give it a shot, but you don't sit around the house saying, let me warm up on that song. The other one was Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do, that Van Halen song, which I did paint myself into a corner there because I started real low. And that's another one Jason challenged me. Let's do that song. So we lowered the key a little bit, but I hit the notes. And I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, cool. man, getting old is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but it is cool hear, hearing all of these. And, and of course, when you start to look at the songs that you all have chosen, given that the time that we were in, there's so many of these songs that obviously seems like they're speaking to the time that we were in. Even Won't Get Fooled Again, Three Little Birds. You know, this sounds more of a rallying cry now than I think even, I mean, and it was a rallying cry when Bob Marley wrote it, but it sounds like it's even more. How much of the uh, the current situation influenced the choices? 100%. We started off having fun by with that little song, Funky Funk's Way. We had been working on that. The last show we played was in, where it was San Antonio, Texas. And backstage before the show, we started playing Funky Funk's Way. You know, it was a James Brown rip. Here you go. And I was saying, she got that Funky Funk's Way. And it's so much fun. So we said, let's just do this song and see what happens, right? Short version. Uh, then we said, oh, let's do Don't Be Fooled, Won't Get Fooled Again. And we started having fun with this. Our, you know, my social media guy said, these things are blown up. You need to do one every week. And I'm going, oh, you, damn, it put me to work. Uh, but so then we got, then all of a sudden we all thought, oh, this would be over in two months. We'll be back on the road. And then two months later, it's not over. And then it's starting to get worse. And then I started thinking about making a message and making people feel good. That's the first one when I said, you know, people need to think everything's going to be okay. You know, that was the Bob Marley thing, Three Little Birds. What a sweet song too. When you, when you really study that song to do it like that, you know, I had to listen to it a hundred times. You realize it's such a sweet song. We're talking about three little birds singing on his doorstep and telling his woman, you know, that's what, this is my message to you. It's going to be all right. Oh, it touches my heart. And it really still does. I mean, right now I just got goosebumps. So I thought people need that. So I want to bring that. So that was the, the, my fans of nobody else is going to hear it, uh, make them feel good. And it did. Everyone said, Oh, thank you for this thing for this. And so then I started thinking, ah, let's go back, have fun. Then, Oh no, let's get serious. We'll do right now. Let's talk about right now. This is what we need right now, not tomorrow. Right now we need to take action and do this, do this, you know, during the elections and all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, it just was one thing after the other like that. And then it's, oh, no, let's have fun again. <laughs> and then heroes at the end, when you see all, when, it, when you really think about the doctors and the damn grocery store clerks having to go there and sell the food to people with masks on and COVID, everybody, everyone is so scared. Uh, first responders and brave people, heroes became normal people. Normal people became heroes to me. You know, not just the firemen and the policemen and the soldiers and the doctors, the, the common people that, that had to go out and deal with 
other humans to keep the system going. I got real impressed and touched by that. And, and I thought, let's do this heroes thing. And we come up with the concept about the newspaper and all that. And yeah, yeah. He, heroes was another tough one for me. I didn't think I could sing that low. I wasn't even going to do it. I said, I'm not going to sing that low. You know, you guys, you guys just record it. I'll sing it the way I sing it. And then when I went in to sing it, I went into my studio because by then we could wear masks to be around each other. So I went into my studio myself with the track and I sang it low and I'm going, oh man, this is terrible. And my engineers go, no, no, it's, it's pretty good. Just try it again. I tried it three times and I said, ah, ah shit, you know? So I go in and don't oh, come in and listen to this. And I come in and I go, wow, it felt like shit singing like that. I mean, it did was no fun. I, I, I felt like fucking Elvis or something, you know? So I, you know, I went to my high register. I said, oh, this is great now. But when I heard it back, I thought, this is, it's soulful. It just, I've never sang like that. So it felt where you ever do something that doesn't feel right, but it, it's a, man, this really felt fucked up. And you do, and then all you look back and go, wow, that was really cool. I mean, it, it's kind of like that. I think it's how I refer to my kid, actually. Like at the beginning, like, oh, that was, my, oh, this is really cool. It's. <laughs> No, I mean, you know, covering Bowie, I mean, that's that that it's a thing that a lot of people try and not everybody pulls off. And this is a really good version, uh, a really good version of it. And we should all, I should also mention uh, how f this is tricky to say how fun it is to listen to for what it's worth, because for what it's worth is another one of those songs. It's not exactly supposed to be a big sing along. It's a message. But at the same time, I'm in you know, my house or the shower or whatever. And I'm doing the harmonies with all of you guys and I'm going around. I mean, that was a really good recording too. I forgot about that one. You know, you talked about what created the songs. Well, that at that point, the COVID thing, I was getting paranoid. Then it was not, not afraid of getting it. I was getting paranoid that something's going on here. You know, this just doesn't seem quite right. You know what I mean? I'll say we've had flus before. You know, I, I went into that, it, you know, that state of mind where I said, this is a conspiracy, you know? <laughs> and so I said, let's, let's do that song. Paranoia runs <laughs> you know, deep. It's funny because that this, the last 2020 created so many different moods. I think it's what makes this little record kind of special and a real piece of art. You know, if you want to call me an artist, okay? I think it's it, my personal view of the whole thing because it's how I felt that. And then it's, oh no, I felt like this now. Oh no, this is serious. Oh no, we got to help these people. You know, I went through all that freaking roller coaster ride that we're still on. The craziest thing is, there may be a lockdown 2021 coming up next year. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I'm telling you. But, you know, it, it is. It's really an a, a extension of a person's, a band, really. It's, you know, the whole band we're involved in is completely, but it's an extension of that. And I never, you, you made me feel that just now with this interview, that it, I see it, that that's really what it was. It was a piece mm -hmm. of, uh, 2020 art. There it is. There's Sammy Hagar's, you know, painting for you, you know, well, it's, you know, and let, let me tie some, you know, the present to the past and everything, because you brought up right now uh, and you guys do re-record that on here. And, and I started thinking about what that song might have originally meant uh, versus what it has come to mean, especially, you know, in, in this moment right here. You know, thinking back when you wrote that too, I mean, what, it was a turn of the decade. Uh, a lot of musicians, especially of your all's era, were starting to not get away from party songs altogether, but at the same time, start to be more socially conscious. You know, there was Russia and there was Germany and there was everything that was happening. And and, and I guess what I'm asking is to you, ha has that song sort of changed the way, you know, it's been heard throughout the years to what it represents in this moment right here? Yeah. It's it's amazing how that song is becoming timeless, but 
it came from a timeless place. I had been reading a Zen philosophy book by some Zen philosopher. Some, uh, I didn't even know who it was back when we were working on foreign law for car knowledge, that record. I was laying on the beach and I, and it, you know, that's an old Zen philosophy, you know, be here right now, be in the now. So it being that meaningful and deep of a conscious to begin with where it came from, it does do well in the future. It seems to, you know, it, it goes right along with the times and it'll always be a valid thing to say. And when we sing it now, and you know, save you the trouble of asking with Eddie's passing, the first time we played that song after he passed, which was really close to us, three or four days afterwards, we had that pay-per-view for my birthday bash in Catalina. And, and two days before it, Eddie passes and Mike and I are going, wow, you know, we got to go out and perform for these TV cameras and we spent all this money for this big production. And now we got to, I mean, it was, it was difficult. And, but that song was, it made it all make sense. What do you, what are we going to do, Mike? Well, we're going to play this music right now. We're going to play it and we're going to play it again in the future. And the music is going to carry on from us. That's all we can do. You know, I can't help uh, what happened to Eddie and, and uh, it's horrible, but I can play the music for the mm. fans and make sure it never dies. And there's a, there's a little Instagram post from somebody, uh, just somebody fans website. And they got a picture of Eddie and he's holding right now. I just saw it this morning. He's holding this little piece of paper and it says the music will last forever. Just push play. I think they made it. I don't think he, whatever he was holding up, they made it a piece of paper with some scribbles on it. And I thought, yes, it's true. It's so true. And that song right now, more than any, is, is the one that says it all. We sing that song, Goosebump Time. Everybody screams right now. Yeah. So yeah, it, it fit with the times really well. And it was thought of that way when we, record, when we did the lockdown session saying, hey, people need this song right now, you know? I love it when you make a mistake in your life, not a mistake, when you just try something. Van Halen at that time, we were the party band of all time. You know, before that record, we were a party band singing on top of the world, Finny, come on, baby, finish what you started, good enough to eat, you know? And, and then uh, I thought, I'm gonna write this song, you know? And Eddie was playing this piano part and I'm going, eh, maybe it'll work with that. And I had it in my head right now. Anyway, we took a chance with it and, and it, I think it was an important turn for the band at that time. We got a little respect from Rolling Stone and people like that all of a sudden. <laughs> Instead of everybody shooting bullets at us for being too much fun. You guys are having too much fun. We don't like that. <laughs> it, it has, it's been, it, it, it will outlive all of us, that song right there. I was, um interview that I was doing earlier this week was with John Bon Jovi and, and he said a line that, you know, writing music is the closest you'll ever come to being immortal. And, you know, it's something I thought of, but, but kind of hearing it in that context right there and hearing a song like this, I mean, it's absolutely true. This is one of those songs, you know, it's yeah. one of those. If you write one of those in your lifetime, God bless you, you, you did good, you know? Uh, and there's people, you know, that write a couple dozen of them, <laughs> John Lynn and people like that, you know? But, you know, if you just write one, you're okay, I think. You're okay. <laughs> uh, I, I would ask real quick, only because it was brought up. Uh, do you know if, if Eddie got to hear any of these re-recordings that you guys were doing? Was that, were you having that kind of uh, dialogue at that point? Yeah. And you know what? I sent him, I sent him one of them. I don't remember which one. I, 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 I sent it to him in a text and uh, he sent me some of Wolfie's stuff. You know, we were, we were sharing music. And I also sent him when Bill Withers died. I, 
I was just, the second I heard it, I actually read it on Flea's Instagram post. He did this gorgeous, he, the guy's so damn, he's the greatest writer, man. This guy should just, man, he, he can write books all day long. Uh, so he wrote this wonderful thing about B Bill Withers being the, his pop sensibility and how he did it with so much soul and gave dignity to pop music or so, whatever he said. And it really touched me. I picked up my guitar and I played Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone. And I started playing it. I said, oh, I got to do this. So I put my phone on selfie and I sang a verse of it. And then I broke down and I had to stop. And uh, I'm a Bill With Withers fan. That guy was the greatest singer. That's uh... And he, he, uh, I sensed to Ed at that time and he went, you know, gave me love on it. Like fucking cool, you know, and I put it on my Instagram post, but that was before lockdowns, I think, but right around that time. But, you know, the lockdown sessions, you know, a guy who Eddie and I, who had our problems there for so many years and then reconnecting right before COVID, it was so awesome. I didn't want to, Oh, check out what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And he ain't going to check out what I'm doing. We, we didn't go there. We, our, our texts and, and conversations were plain and simple. Hey, man, how you doing? You know, and he started uh, opening up to me about how sick he was. And, dude, I just had this tumor on the side of my neck. Uh, and so I was just always checking on him, seeing how he was doing. And, and that, was, that was our relationship. It was pretty cool. Hey, when can we get together? Like, hey, Ed, tell me when you're ready. I'm going to drive over and I'm going to cook you a big old spaghetti dinner, you know. And it was, we, we were talking like that. We weren't talking about, you know, it's like a guy's got cancer and it's on his deathbed. You know, we ain't talking about how much money you got in the bank, you know? <laughs> kind of like, we, were, we were kind of being, trying to be friends and soulful and let each other know they're, we're okay and I'm there for you. And, you know, the, there was talk of a reunion next year, you know, and, and he's saying, hey, man, let's not talk about this to anyone because, you know, we don't want to sit around answering questions about, well, what's going on? What's going on? You know, Van Halen always stirs up a, a lot of interest because yeah, they had so much mystique no one ever knew what we were doing you know in the old days <clears throat> so um but we were talking about hey man let's go make some noise next year man hey come on get well we got to go out and we got to do it one time for the big time the whole gang yeah 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 you know so that that was very hard to keep zipped but um never happened i guess there's a rumor i don't know if it's your rumor or whatever but the, um, of a possible tribute concert at some points with the, it's not my singer. rumor I, I have nothing to do with the legacy. That's the, their business. That's Wolfie, Alex, Van Halen, their family members. Whoever wants to call me up and say, here's the date, I will be there. Now, I don't care where I am. I'll cancel the show. <laughs> Something Van Halen would never do. <laughs> you know? it's like, I always make that joke about, you know, canceling a show is like Van Halen. Like I, I went out sick without being able to sing. Eddie went out with a crutch. Alex went out with a fucking neck brace. We wouldn't cancel shows, <laughs> but I will cancel my show for Van Halen and for a, a, a tribute to Eddie any day. But uh, there's not a lot of word of that. It's just, let's, we got to get back to work first. They got to start allowing us to get in the same place because that's not going to be a social distance event. Let me tell you that right. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, I know we'll all be looking forward to that happens. I mean, that's uh, oh, me would too. be a special thing, you know, to kind of see that. Uh, I, I, I want to bring it back really quickly to to this lockdown 2020 record again, because, uh, well, one, that's the main subject here. Two, it is such a cool record. And the way you talk about it, the way you've talked about how much fun you've had making it in this different style. I mean, I've got a quote uh, the, the, that you had said in another interview, the most creative thing musically I've done in a long time do you how do you see this affecting i mean would you do something like this 
on a new album? You know, do you see these kind of practices making their way over to something new? Well, you know, you don't sell records anymore. You know what I mean? Like a physical record, you know, you know, the circles uh, space between album we put out a couple of years ago, the studio album, we put our six months time in and write, you know, really concept record, probably the best record solo type record I ever made in my life. You know, don't compare it to Van Halen, don't compare it to Montrose, don't compare it to Chickenfoot, Sammy Hagar record. This was fucking deep for me. And, you know, so it went to number one in four categories and number four overall in the top 200. And it sold like, I think like 44,000 records the first week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, if, if Van Halen would have sold 44,000 first records, they would have threw us off the record label. Instead, I'm getting love and praise. Wow, you had a number one, answer number one, built, you know, rock charts and that, and that. So you don't sell records anymore. And, and that would, by the way, is huge compared to what, you know, we'd, we'd sell today if we did the same every year. It was less and less and less, all about streaming. So if you don't worry about selling records, if you just do it for the art form and not go in there and try to make the most audio incredible record, you know, like, oh, my God, it's going to blow people's minds when they hear the sound. I'm over that. I'm over that. It's all been done. And technology is actually getting worse because digital sound is not as good as the old uh, analog sound, in my opinion, and putting on a vinyl record. So uh, I'd say we could make records like this if we wanted to, but I don't know there why we would do it. <laughs> I got a studio. We could go in anytime and make a record. So I don't know what the hell we're going to do. I just want to get back out on the road. I want to play live music for the people. And I can see us playing this lockdown session uh, in the middle of the set, the way you used to break down and do an acoustic thing. I could see the four of us, Jason getting on his little uh, drum pads, uh, his electronic drum set, set it up in the middle of the, uh, of the arena, you know, or an amphitheater, put it out in the audience. And we walk out on the thing and we all sit down with the little amps like we did it in our homes and just do it and do it just like we did it on the record. I can hear heroes in a second. I can hear the song right now the way we played it in a second. They would sound really good. Won't be fooled again. Three little birds. I, I don't know, like a little sing-along. Okay, a little hoot, and then we go back up, crank up through our big stuff and go back to our classics, our other our, our <laughs> other classics. <laughs> I guess I, I'm never getting out of that classic category, am I? I'm happy Man, there. Yeah, well, it, it would be so fun. Uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen sooner than later. I mean, I think yeah. you know, there's so much optimism right now, which isn't something that I felt, you know, even three, four months ago. I'm finally, uh, personally speaking, starting to feel that. So, uh, you know, we're right I'm ready. Every, every little thing's going to be all right, right? Ah, there you go. We're going to end on that <laughs> note. You know, I've been, I, my voice is all scratchy right now because I'm just starting to sing. So maybe there's, you know, I'm one of those guys that feel things, um, and just kind of, I'm like an amoeba. If, if I'm hot, I move towards cold. If I'm cold, I move towards hot. If I'm hungry, I go eat. If I'm not hungry, I stop eating. You know, it's like, <laughs> this is the kind of way I, I live my life. I'm really pretty organic. Uh, and I've been practicing singing. I'm, I got my little amp over here and I got my Les Paul sitting here. And I, before I called you, I was cranked up. I was trying to warm my voice up, get it up in there, see if I can get up in there into the uh, supersonic range. And uh, for some reason, I've been doing that for last week. So maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe I'm feeling, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a gig coming up. I better be ready, you know? And it's true. I mean, I really feel that in my heart now that you brought it up again. I say, you know, maybe that's why I'm for some reason doing that, you know, because 
it's like exercise. Who the hell wants to do it? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Who wants to go to the gym? I don't, but you do. You got to say, well, I better go to the gym. You know, I'm going to take my shirt off tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've got more of the pandemic body right now, so I'm not even going to attempt oh, that part. Right? <laughs> I, got, I got 10. You can, if you need to borrow 10, I got them for you. Just let yeah. me know. There's, you know, seven inches of snow outside my window. I haven't left the house in two weeks, so it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah sammy uh it is uh lockdown 2020 what a fun record um for horrible reasons that it had to happen you guys made the best of it and made such a cool little album out of it so thank you so much for doing that and dude thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it too thank you kyle it's been an honor being there my son i have a 34 year old son andrew who plays and sings music and everything he goes wait a minute you're going on that show i said yeah i gotta go i was talking to him he's like, yeah, yeah yeah i've got to, got to zoom he's going oh man and, you know he's 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 a huge fan I'm going. Oh, dude, that's so cool. Yeah, that's so the, cool. Young, yeah. Uh, the young bucks. But thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Sammy. Take care. We'll see you soon. Peace out, as, as Ringo would say. My thanks to the Red Rocker himself, Sammy Hagar. Again, Sammy Hagar in the circle. The new record is called Lockdown 2020. It only takes a half an hour uh, to go through the whole thing, and it will brighten up your day. I, uh, I promise you that one. Big thanks to you as well for checking out this episode. Before you get out, please hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to right now or one of your favorite podcast places like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or YouTube, again, where you can actually watch this interview that we did. Uh, he's such an animated character. It's a fun one to watch. I promise you that one. Just subscribe to Kyle Meredith with wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. And afterward, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday starting at 6 p.m., an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, and some really fun theme time radio hours as well. That's Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound, they've got your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of them, at Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. I'm kind of an unkept human being, if you know what I mean. And so I, I have to like get dressed up for you and put on a shirt and stuff. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.